and welcome to this week's edition of the Getting Ahead Podcast by David Mark Shaw. Your weekly podcast on all things digital, technology, and what it means to you, the small business owner. We will have super smart guests and actionable insights each and every week to help you get ahead. Hi there, and welcome to episode 10 of the Getting Ahead podcast with me, David Shaw. This week, I wanted to discuss um, two different marketing um, strategies, um, and they're both commonly used, one more than uh, the other in today's marketing mix. Uh, And this is the push versus pull um, in marketing. Now, traditionally, it's been very much a push-based marketing system where we've pushed out our messages um, and our adverts and uh, to gain awareness and to try and generate leads and ultimately sales. Um, But this is getting harder and harder in today's society with more and more people um, using even more different platforms um, to try and get their push messaging out there. And it's just creating what we would often refer to as noise. Um, And the other one being a pull strategy, which has been around for a a little while longer than we actually imagine. Um, Seth Godin coined the phrase um, permission-based marketing quite a number of years ago. And this is the concept uh, of actually seeking permission to communicate with people and ultimately drawing people in by educating and teaching um and this is the 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 side of the marketing that i'm particularly passionate about the uh, the actual the the pull side of it um as opposed to the push um but i wanted to have a little talk about um the problem with a lot of the push-based marketing today um now per se it's not necessarily bad and i actually think a good mix of both is what's required um, although, as I say, my passion sits in the, in the pull side of it, uh, and there's certainly much better placed people that could discuss really great push strategies than myself. Um, but what I do see is people still taking old ways of doing sales, um, which are very traditionally all push-based systems, um, cold calling, uh, direct mail, um, flyers, exhibitions, all of these kind of things, and they're applying it to digital solutions such as email marketing and social media uh, and the messaging on their website. Um, and I've had recently quite a few sort of engagements on, on different social media platforms where people are questioning the value of certain networks as a result of lots of push-based messaging, uh, and they're actually then qu- actually actively questioning. Um, how the the social media actually uh, network actually works, um, and I think it's really important to understand that number one, each social media network is very different, and you need to treat each platform exactly for as it is intended, and really understand why people have gone to that particular platform in the first instance. Um, for example, Facebook is traditionally meant for connecting with your friends and family. Um, and brands very much come second to that. The original reason that Facebook was created was for people to um, to communicate with other students in their universities, uh, and it slowly spread out until it was opened up um, outside of colleges and universities uh, to the general public. But initially, even then, this has all been very much about connecting to people that we already know, um, as I say, more likely friends and family, and the sort of messaging you'd expect to get here from those people is very different to one you'd expect to hear from brands so understanding that subtlety um, and what people actually are expecting and want to hear on a particular social network is really important if you take LinkedIn as another example again you may connect to some friends and family but much 
much more likely you would be connecting to your business colleagues, uh, connections, associates, and generally your business network. Um, and the types of messaging people would expect to hear on LinkedIn are very different to that of Facebook. Um, LinkedIn, you'd expect much more business-related content as it is specifically a business network. Twitter's a bit of an interesting one, actually, because it actually um, sits somewhere in between the two. Um, some people do use Twitter just literally to connect to friends and family, but it's much more of a micro-blogging network um, with your limits of 140 characters. It's brilliant for conversations. It's brilliant for sharing valuable and useful content. Um, so it depends, again, what you individually use Twitter for, but it, it sits in between the two. But Twitter's very much about the here and now, what's happening right now, um, and Facebook's very much about what's happened in the past. Um, and understanding these different subtleties across all the different social networks is really important. Um, often people will go on to Facebook in particular and push an awful lot of business-based content onto there, uh, buy my product, buy my service, check out my new service, check out my new website, whatever it might well be, um, and then expecting people to react uh, and to be interested. Um, and there was a little while ago, you know, there was a massive surge and a rush for Facebook likes. Now, at the time, it made quite a lot of sense. If people liked your business Facebook page and you posted content on there, it would appear in their feed. And it was a great way of pushing content out there. But what Facebook have done in the last couple of years, and in my opinion, uh, I believe this is the right thing to do, they very much um, throttled that back now. They realised by understanding what people want um, from their Facebook um, timeline and, and what actually appears in their feed is less noise from brands as more and more people were pushing more and more content out there that was sales related and asking people to do something and that's not what they were going there for so they really throttled that back um, not only the amount of content that people get to see um, from your Facebook pages um, but also whether it's promotional or not if, if any of your content is promotional and you're pushing people away from Facebook and asking them to enter a competition or, or, or to you know, go to a particular website and do something uh, or to buy a particular product they realise that users generally don't want that. But equally, Facebook are also now uh, a, a, a publicly traded company and they have shareholders to please. And so the way they make their money is through advertising. So if you do want to promote a product or a service or sell anything, there is an element of Facebook that is for that. And that's within the advertising section, which appears either sometimes in stream or sometimes on the right hand side, uh, depending on what device you're using to, uh, to use the social network. Um, and that's where Facebook want you to start paying uh, money to and attention to if that's what you want to do, you want to push products. And they've taken it out of necessarily the people's stream um, and even more so, even if they've liked your page. So Facebook likes, even though you know big brands spend you know, tens of thousands of pounds you know, building Facebook likes, there is still a certain amount of value in terms of uh, a social currency, in terms of you know whether a company is particularly liked. But I think people also look at the amount of likes a company or an individual has and greet it with a little bit of scepticism, just based on the fact that everybody's pushing for likes. Um, the reason for this podcast today is really to ask the question: you know, Why do you want the like? You know, and, and more importantly, 
think about it from the, the consumer's point of view, you know, your audience's point of view. What do they want from you? What are they going to get out of liking your page? Now, I get asked to like a lot of people's business pages, and generally I don't. And it's not because I don't necessarily like them or their businesses, but I think a little bit more about my own audience. And by liking uh, a particular type of company's um page that's going to show up on my profile what does that say about me and how does that add to my story and how does that add to my audience is it going to confuse them if all of a sudden I'm liking lots of small businesses on my page I think people start to realize that you're just liking them for the sake of almost this this back slapping culture of I'll like yours and you like mine um, and it doesn't really add any value so I'm, I'm quite um, closed in that sense of making sure that uh, I, I understand who my audience is and what they want from me so I'd ask you to do the same. If you're going to ask somebody to like your page, let them know why. Tell them what they're going to get from engaging with you as a brand on, on a, a, a platform such as Facebook. If you're going to be adding really useful and valuable content and some great blog titles that are going to help them understand you better and maybe get the best out of your product or service, particularly if they're customers, this is the way to do it. That's great. That's an excellent way of engaging with them. And what you'll find is... The EdgeRank score, which is the system that Facebook uses to determine whether your posts get seen in their streams or not, um, is all based around the engagement. So if a particular individual um, engages in your posts and they like it and they share it and they comment on it, they're more likely to see more of that kind of content, and particularly your content, in the future. So it's about really creating compelling, useful, valuable content, and then people will see more of your posts. And Facebook is an excellent platform, and if used correctly, and used in the way it was intended then absolutely you can build a really good following and get lots of engagement and people will see your content and will engage with your brand more so but it's not really the place if you're looking to push um, your content out at people and you just want anybody to see your messages and you're telling people here I am and this is what I do the element of Facebook to do that is the advertising platform which is outstanding you can really hyper target so if you want to speak to a particular demographic in a particular postcode that's got a particular like um, or interest you can target that and you can ensure that those are the people that the adverts will appear on and there's people with some excellent results in doing this so there is a real place in uh, in Facebook for doing that use the platform as it's intended but if you're looking for free advertising on Facebook it's really not the place and I don't believe it's really the place for any social network I think you've got to understand people will go there very much to be social to be connected uh, and to try and achieve their goals and ultimately that's what we've got to think about put yourself in the position of of your customers, of your audience, of your prospects, what is it they're trying to achieve and make sure that your content marketing strategy aligns with that and your customer experience as they go from prospect through to customer and they engage in all of your digital and offline elements, they all are singing the same message and providing a consistent experience throughout. I hope that's been useful guys and uh, look forward to speaking to you on the next episode. Thanks then, bye-bye.